Welcome to Streams in Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor and evangelist and prophetic teacher Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in, to ask questions, and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Alive is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now here's Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana. And Pastor Tom. And we once again would like to thank you for joining us for Streams in the Desert Live, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is The Big One. But before we get started, let us pray. And today we're going to be praying for all the victims of the tornadoes that have been ripping through America since January, folks. And at the latest over this last weekend. Father God, we just humbly come before your throne and we bow down. Lord, we ask that you would keep thy right hand of blessings upon your people throughout this world. Lord, we pray for America and the tornado-torn uh, places and the victims that have no homes now, no, no identity, no belongings, Lord, except in you if they know you. And Lord, if they don't, we ask that you would shine the light and love of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ into their lives at this time. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would move in a great and mighty way to bless those people who are in need at this time. Lord, we ask that you would move in a great and mighty way to bring the word today in the way that you have prepared and ordained for this hour. Let the people hear Jesus. Holy Spirit, have your way on these airwaves. And we just pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And Lord, we just ask it all in the precious and holy name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, we open today's broadcast with a scripture that reminds us of just how close we are here in the last hour to the imminent return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Mark 13, 8, Jesus speaking, it says, For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be earthquakes in diverse places, and there shall be famines and troubles. These are the beginning of sorrows. Well, folks, here we are on the 27th day of May, just five short months into the year of 2008, where we've already experienced to date earth-shattering repercussions created by the collapse of the housing and credit bubbles, we have also seen the bailout of Bear Stearns, the fifth largest bank in the world, which took place right here in the U.S. on March 14, 2008, which was orchestrated by the U.S. government and Chase Bank. Folks, as of today, May 27, 2008, we've also seen a total of 1,191 tornadoes since the beginning of this year. 594 have been confirmed and touched down in the U.S., pulverizing many of our mid, north, and south southeastern states, which have categorized, which have been categorized and recorded in this fashion. 233 F0 confirmed tornadoes. 234 F1 confirmed tornadoes. 89 F2 confirmed tornadoes, 
30 F3 confirmed tornadoes and 8 F4 confirmed tornadoes. And praise the Lord, zero F5s to date. One writer summarized it this way as of May 12th, which was two weeks ago, folks. The U.S. has been ravaged through mid-May by a near-record number of tornadoes that has pushed the death toll, including 47 killer twisters over the weekend of May 12th, which was at the time of writing, to a 10-year high. The death of 98 people attributed to tornadoes this year has made 2008 the deadliest year thus far for tornadoes since 1998 and the seventh deadliest since modern record-keeping began in 1950, the Weather Channel said. Such a rate could make 2008 the year with the most tornadoes since 1950. We are on a pace that continues a record number of twisters, said Greg Forbes, severe weather expert at the Weather Channel. Folks, to continue our trip down the most recent memory lane, we must include the fact that we are that we now have an average price of $3.94 to well over $4 a gallon for regular gas in cities throughout the U.S. Oil is now at an all-time record of over $130 a barrel as of Friday, headed for a record-smashing $150 to $200 a barrel in the next little while. We've had massive floods in many parts of the Midwest and northeastern United States of America, and severe to extreme drought in many southern states across the board. We've experienced numerous major fires on the east and west coast, among other places in the U.S. We here in America are being bombarded by inflated food, air travel, and lodging prices, such of the likes we have not seen or experienced in some time, and in some cases, ever. Not to mention the world at large where we in horror and sorrow have cringed as we have viewed the pictures of the devastating cyclone that is estimated to have taken upwards to 100,000 lives in Miramar. Volcanic eruptions in Chile and rumblings in Italy's Mount Etna, as well as many other volcanic earthquakes, rumblings, and eruptions. Then there's famine which has been increased exponentially by the soaring food shortages due to flooded and drought-ridden crop failures, which has also caused civil unrest throughout the world. And let us not forget mudslides, which took the lives of at least 200 of the search and rescue personnel that were searching for those involved in China's 7.9 earthquake that has killed, as of today, May 27, 2008, 67,183 people and is being called the 19th deadliest earthquake on record in which 361,822 people have been injured and 20,790 are still missing in the region. region. Moving right along through our disaster list, what about the killing of entire families throughout the United States? As well as the random murdering and mounting perversion that is taking place in every city here in America, which is not only being committed by our citizens, but by our governmental leaders on every level. Take, for instance, the continued continued legalization of abortions. And 
California Supreme Court's recent move on May 15, 2008, in the lifting of the ban on gay marriages in that state. What happens next? What happened next? A mere six days later, on the 21st of May, a fire now known as for the last seven days as the Summit Fire has burned more than 4,000 acres in the Santa Cruz Mountains, and at last check, around 6 a.m. this morning, was only 80% contained. What does it all mean? Well, let's take our most recently talked about subject, which was gay marriage being embraced in the second state of this union, that being California. Let us, ta let us take a moment to reflect on what is on tap in the very near future for this coastal American playground, not only to gays and lesbians, but to anyone who loves the beauty of the Pacific Ocean. I didn't have to look far for this rendering on APNewsMyWay.com, dated May 21st, 2008, and it's titled, California Quake, Scientists Detail Impact of Big One. The big one, as earthquake scientists imagine, it in a detailed first-of-its-kind script unzips California's mighty San Andreas Fault north of the Mexican border. In less than two minutes, Los Angeles and its sprawling suburbs are shaken like a bowl of jelly. The jolt from the 7.8 quake or magnitude trembler lasts for three minutes, 15 times longer than the disastrous 1994 Northridge quake. Water and sewer pipes crack. Power fails. Part of major highways break. Some high-rise steel frame buildings and older concrete and brick structures collapse. Hospitals are swamped with 50,000 injured as all of Southern California reels from a blow on par with September 11th attacks and Hurricane Katrina. $200 billion in damage to the economy and 1,800 dead. Only about 700 of those people are victims of building collapse. Many others are lost to the 1,600 fires burning across the region too many for firefighters to tackle at once. A team of about 300 scientists, governments, first responders, and industries worked for more than a year to create a realistic crisis scenario that can be used for preparedness, including a statewide drill planned for later this year. Published by the U.S. Geological Survey, and California Geological Survey, it is due to be released Thursday in Washington, D.C. Now, that was last Thursday, folks, May 22, 2008. It was already released, Amen. and they're already working on this right now as we're speaking. Yes. Researchers caution that it is not a prediction, but the possibility of a major California quake in the next few decades is very real. Last month, the USGS reported that the Golden State has a 46% chance of a 7.5 or larger quake in the next 30 years. 
and that such a quake probably would hit Southern California. The North Ridge quake, which killed 72 people, caused $25 billion in damage, was much smaller in magnitude at 6.7. We can't, cannot keep on planning for Northridge, said USGS seismologist Lucy Jones. The science tells that it's not the worst we're going to face. USGS uh, geophysicist Kenneth Hudnut said scientists want, wanted to create a plausible narrative and avoided science fiction like the 2004 TV miniseries 10.5 about an Armageddon quake on the West Coast. We didn't want to stretch credibility, said Hudnut. We didn't want to make a worst-case scenario, but one that would have major consequences. The figures are based on the assumption that the state takes no continued action to retrofit flimsy buildings or update emergency plans. The projected loss is far less than the magnitude 7.9 that caused more than 40,000 deaths last week in western China, in part because California has stricter building code enforcement and retrofit programs. The scenario is focused on the San Andreas Fault, the 800-mile boundary where the Pacific and North American plates grind against each other. The fault is a source of some of the largest quakes in state history, including the monstrous magnitude 7.8 quake that reduced San Francisco to ashes and killed 3,000 people in 1906. In imagining the next big one, scientists consider the section of the San Andreas loaded with the most stored energy and the most primed to break. Most agree it's the southernmost segment, which has not popped since 1690 when it unleashed an estimated, and this is only estimated, this was 1690, 7.7 joule. Scientists chose the perimeter of fictional trembler such as it is size and length of the rupture and ran computer models to simulate ground movement. Engineers calculated the effects of shaking on freeways, buildings, pipelines, and other infrastructure. Risk analysis used the data to estimate casualties and damages. A real quake would yield different results from the scenario, which excluded possibilities such as fierce Santa Ana winds that could whip fires into infernos. Okay, folks, here's the scenario. The article continues by saying, The San Andreas Fault suddenly rumbles to life on November 13th, 2008. Don't you find it very strange that they said it could happen in the next 30 years, but they're going to use November 13th of 2008? I don't find that strange. I find that maybe closer to the time that we would be looking at something happening within just a year or so. 
Just after morning rush hour, the quake begins north of the U.S.-Mexican border near the Salton Sea, and the fault ruptures for about 200 miles in a northern direction, ending near the high desert town of Palmdale, about 40 miles north of downtown Los Angeles. Scientists chose the scenario because it would create intense shaking in the Los Angeles basin and neighboring counties, a region with nearly 22 million people. This scenario will be released at a House subcommittee on energy and mineral resources meeting in Washington. Here are the major elements. 10 a.m., the San Andres Fault ruptures, sending shockwaves racing at two miles per second. 30 seconds later, the agricultural uh, Cowchell Valley shakes first. Older buildings crumble, fires start, sections of Interstate 10, one of the nation's major east-west corridors, breaks apart. One minute later, Interstate 15, a key north-south route, is severed in places. Rail lines break. A train derails. Tremors hit the up-and-coming Riverside and San Bernardino communities east of Los Angeles. One minute and 30 seconds later, shockwaves advance towards the Los Angeles basin, shaking it violently for 55 seconds. Two minutes later, the rupture stops near Palmdale, but the waves march northward towards the coastal area of Santa Barbara and into the Central Valley city of Bakersfield. 30 minutes later, emergency responders began to fan across the region. A magnitude 7 aftershock hits, but sends its energy south into Mexico. Several more big aftershocks will hit in the following days and months. Major fires following the, the quake would cause the most damage, Keith Porter of the University of Colorado Boulder, who studied the physical damages for this scenario, said, the earthquake would likely spark 1,600 fires that would destroy 200 million square feet of housing and residential properties worth between 40 billion and 100 billion, according to the scenario. Uh, once the shaking stops, emergency responders would do a windshield survey that involves rolling through neighborhoods to tally damage and identify areas greatest in need, said Larry Collins, captain of the Urban Search and Rescue Task Force at the at Los Angeles County Fire Department. Collins said the scale of the disaster means firefighters would not be able to put out every flame. We're going to have to think out of the box. Uh, we're going to have to think about out of the box solutions, he said. Folks, the only solution for the sin factor of mankind is a personal relationship with the one and only begotten Son of the one and only true and living God of heaven, earth, and Israel, and his name is Jesus Christ. In 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 6, Paul says, And I also say unto you all here this very day, I exer exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Remember that statement, folks. Come unto 
the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Now, why does the Lord God say this? Because there again, Jesus is the truth. And he is also the only way for mankind to be given access, or shall we say eternal life, so that he or she may enter into heaven, which is better known as God's eternal kingdom. Remember, folks, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven after you've spent your entire life serving Muhammad or a Buddha or uh, a crystal? It's just not going to happen that way. And you know, Pastor, Jesus says in Mark 13, 35 through 37, Watch thee therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even or at midday, or at cock crowing, or excuse me, midnight, or at cock crowing. It could be midday too. We don't know. Amen. It could be at even or at midnight or at cock crowing or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all. And this is so important, people. This is something that it's one word in the Bible, but it's so important. And that is watch. Jesus said, watch. We must watch, be ready and waiting and praying for the imminent return of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And at that time, as that time draws near, Jesus also says in John 14, 1 through 6, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? And, you know, Pastor, this is, you said before, if anybody could have one verse out of the entire Bible, Amen. this is the verse that they could have, and, and they could be saved through this one verse. Amen. If this is all it consisted of. Yes. John fourteen six, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. What this all boils down to, folks, is that if you are not ready when Jesus comes to receive his bride, or in other words, the church, in the rapture, you will be left behind. And if you know in your heart right now, I mean here this very day, that you need to be ready to meet Jesus, meaning that you have heard the word of God, and have understood in your heart that you must have a personal relationship with the Lord, Master, and Savior, Jesus Christ, and have not done it by inviting Jesus to come in and live in your heart before he comes back in the rapture, and are at that time still not living for him, you will not only be left behind, my friend, but from that time forward, meaning after the rapture takes place, you will no longer have the opportunity to ever receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and will forever be barred 
from entering into the eternal rest of the Lord in the place called heaven. Why do I say this? Because this is exactly what the word of God states. And I just want to say one thing. What I am saying to you is if you know now on this side of the rapture that you must have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, if you have heard the word of God, if you've heard the plan of salvation that God has laid down in his word and you reject it continuously, you and you are not ready to be received in the rapture, for you, my friend, there will be no, on the other side of the rapture, conversion to the Lord Jesus Christ. The only people on the other side of the rapture will be those who have never adequately had the opportunity to hear and understand the plan of salvation that God has laid down for all mankind. Amen. And it's so simple right now to accept Jesus into your heart. Amen. Amen. And, you know, Pastor, in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letters as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, that that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. And you know what, folks, right there where it says that that day shall not come until there is a falling away, there again, this is talking about that, that parable of the ten virgins. Five were wise and ready to go to meet yeah. the Lord at the time of the rapture, and five fell away from the church and doing what they should be doing to be ready, watching, waiting for the imminent return of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, and it, it goes back to, in verse 3, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first and that the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. Folks, right here, where it says, Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. Paul is echoing the words Amen. of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, when he walked upon this earth with the disciples, told us all through this word that, Behold, I have told you before it comes to pass. The Lord Jesus Christ interjected those words into Paul's letter through the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. And even though Paul is saying, remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things, they are truly the words of Jesus being echoed loud and clear. Amen. And, you know, it, G Jesus just puts his word in there. and Amen. Just, it just flows as he puts it in there. And if we continue on in 2 uh, Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 6, it says, And now ye know, what withholdeth 
that he might be revealed in his time. Speaking of the Antichrist. Amen. For the mystery of the iniquity doeth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. Speaking of the Holy Spirit. And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. There is the verses right here, verse 10, 11, and 12. Tell us how come if you don't receive the Lord Jesus Christ here and now and are left behind after the rapture, you will no longer have a chance to receive the Lord Jesus Christ on the other side. Amen. And we're just going to go start back at chapter verse 10 here. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved, and for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. And who is the truth? The truth is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the living word of God. And that word is that that living word of God was manifested into the words that are written on paper through the inspiration of, and power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. Amen. That Bible is the truth. That Bible is Amen. Jesus. Amen. Amen. And continuing on with verse 14, whereunto he called you by our gospel to obtain, obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good wor word of, and work. To this end, folks, that Jesus himself said in Revelation 3.20 through 22, Behold, I, Jesus said, stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, which is the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit speaking to us right now and wooing us and drawing us to receive Jesus Christ, who is the truth and the salvation that God has provided for us. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and open the door, I, Jesus said, will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. Remember, the word throne here means power. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And I'd just like to ask Pastor Tom at this time to pray with all of you folks. 
Amen. You know, and you know, Pastor Dan, I, I just I like these people, our listeners out there, our audience out there, to realize this isn't a doom and gloom type of a broadcast. We're here to show you the signs of the times and to, to, and exciting signs of the times yes. because we're seeing these types of things and these types of scenarios taking place all over the world. And Jesus is coming back soon. Yes. And that's the reason for these these types of broadcasts that we're bringing to you. And you know what, Pastor Tom? I would like to say one thing here, too. If it was up to you and I, we would not be sitting here. <laughs> Amen. Okay? Uh, the thing is, is that we're called by God to sit here. We're called by the Lord Jesus Christ through the blood of Jesus to bring the, the word of God in all power and authority and uh, in the boldness of the holy spirit before because the lord god is the one who draws all men to be saved through the power of his spirit if you're not drawn by the holy spirit to want to be saved you need to ask yourself a question because that means you're on the outside and you're not coming in so you need to have your heart pricked by the power and anointing of god's holy spirit and you need to want and be hungry for that knowing that you will spend eternity in heaven with God and Jesus Christ. Amen. So with that, Pastor, I'd just like to pray for our listeners. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this opportunity to come and to share your word, the simple word of your gospel to the listeners that are out there hearing it, coming across the airwaves on the Internet, Lord. Lord, I just ask that you would just send your Holy Spirit to speak to each and every person open their eyes, open their ears, open their hearts spiritually, that they can hear and see all that you've prepared in your word, Lord, and you can speak to them in ways that they've never heard before. And Holy Spirit, we just pray that you would just woo them right now into accepting Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. That is our heart. That is our desire. Yes, Streams Lord. in the desert lies. Yes, Lord. To see the soul saved yes. for the kingdom of Jesus. Amen. We thank you for that, Lord. We just give you the praise and the glory, knowing that the people that are hearing this broadcast are going to have that seed planted. Amen. And that they will give their hearts to the Lord Jesus. And Lord, we just pray, Lord, that this broadcast has also sent out a word that is a preparedness word that people will see and look up for they know that Jesus is coming soon, that these signs of the times are taking place. People have talked about it for many years, but Lord, we know that you have put them together right now and things are coming so quickly. We're seeing it happen. And, Lord, we just thank you for it, Lord, and we just give you the praise, and we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 And, you know, Pastor, I just want to give our question for our listeners today. We've just gone through a whole uh, scenario of different things and awesome scriptures there. But, you know, Pastor, time is short. And the question is, are you ready to hear the Lord say, Well done. Thou good and faithful servant, thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Folks, if you're not sure about where you will spend eternity, 
then give us a call here at Streams in the Desert Live. We'd love to pray with you to receive Jesus as the Lord, Master, and Savior of your life. We would also like to hear what our other listeners have to share with us all here today and to pray with you concerning your needs. Give us a call here at KXXT. Our number is 602-296-3632. And once again, that number is 602-296-3632. And you know, folks, I just have this little uh, article I'd like to bring to you that is really uh, a representation of how prayer changes things. Uh, The title is, Pilots Run Out of Fuel, Pray, Land Safely near Jesus sign. And I just want to applaud the AP and uh, Fox News for um, posting this and and writing this. It's awesome. It seems like an almost literal answer to their prayers. When two New Zealand pilots ran out of fuel in a microlite airplane, they offered prayers and were able to make an emergency landing in a field coming to rest right next to a sign reading, Jesus is Lord. Grant Stubbs and Owen Wilson, both from the town of Blaham on the country's South Island, were flying upon, were flying upon the slopes, uh, sloping valley of Petrus Sound when the engine sputtered, coughed, and died. And I'm going to leave you in suspense there for a moment, okay, because we have a phone call. God bless you. This is Pastor Dana. Hi, my name is Jesus. Hi, Jesus. Hi, I just wanted to uh, let the audience know, too, that um, SRN News reported yesterday that Iran has doubled its capacity on making their uh, nuclear program. Yes, this is true. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that. Amen. God bless Amen. you. And can we pray with you any, about anything today or just pray for you in general? Hello? Okay. Ah, okay. Well, back to our article then. Uh, we thank you, Jesus, for that uh, word. Um, and it, uh, going back to this little article that's very short here, uh, Grant, uh, Grant Stubbs and Owen Wilson, both from the town of Blaham on this country's South Island, were flying up the sloping valley of Petrus Sound when the engine sputtered, coughed, and died. My friend and I are both Christians, so our immediate reaction in a life-threatening situation was to ask for God's help. Stubbs told, Stubbs told the Associated Press on Wednesday. He said he prayed during the ill-fated flight Sunday that the tiny craft would get over the top of a ridge and that they would find a landing site that was not too steep or in the nearby sea. Wilson said that the pair would have been in deep trouble if the fuel had ran out five minutes earlier if it had to run out that was the place to be he said there was an instantaneous answer to prayer as we crossed the ridge and there was an airfield i didn't even know it existed until then after wilson glided the powerless craft to a landing on the grassy strip the pair noticed they were beside a 20 foot tall sign that read jesus is lord the bible When we saw that, we started laughing, Stubbs said. Nearby residents provided them with gas to fly the home-built plane back to base. There again, folks, prayer changes things, and it can change your life for eternity. It can be the difference between spending eternity in heaven 
and spending eternity in the lake of fire. Amen. And like I said, it is such a simple prayer to say to accept Jesus into your heart. Yes. You know, and we just encourage our listeners, if you do not know who Jesus is and you have not accepted into into your heart, give us a call. Come to our website. Meet us on uh, www.streamsaz.org. Send us an email. We will pray with you. We will hold you up and, you know, encourage you in, in, in the word of the Lord. It is just so important because time is short right now. Amen. Amen. And you know what? What Pastor Tom said is, is so easy to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, all you have to do is prayer, prayer. And that is just asking the Lord for him to come into your heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, inviting him into your heart and into your life and to be the master, the king, and the savior or your way of escape from this life. But it does require living for him also. It's not just a prayer you pray and say, gee, I'm on my way to heaven now. No, that's wrong. And I just want to pray that prayer with you uh, at this time. Father God, we just come before your throne and we ask that you would move in a great and mighty way to bring each and every person into your kingdom that is listening here today. Lord, we love you and praise you and give you all glory and honor and praise for all things. In Jesus' name we pray. It's, well, not, it's, not, a, it's not a complicated prayer. It's no. just a prayer no. from the heart. It's just asking the Lord to come into your heart, to change your life, and to move in the way to move you in the way that he has prepared for you uh, folks we also would like to remind you once again that pastor tom and i are teaching on wednesday nights at touch of grace fellowship Uh, bible study starts at 7 p.m in building seven you can park on the west side parking lot of greenway high school and uh, join us for an exciting time of sharing in the word of god and also pastor tom will be uh bringing the word at 10.30 a.m. on June 15th, which is Father's Day uh, at Touch of Grace. We just thank you for listening today, and it appears that we're all out of time. So please be sure to join us next Tuesday. This is Pastor Dana. And Pastor Tom. Of Streams in the Desert Live saying so long for now. And there again, if you like what you're hearing, please consider sending a love offering to keep Streams in the Desert Live radio ministry on the air. Our mailing address is 7558 West Thunderbird Road, Suite 1, PMB 233, Peoria, Arizona 85381. Or you can visit us at streamsaz.org. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Until we meet again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. for Streams in the Desert Live here on KXXT 1010 AM. God bless you. God bless you. Well, folks, that's all the time we have for today. Please be sure to join us next Tuesday on KXXT 1010 AM Family Values Radio at 4 p.m. for Streams in the Desert Live, when we will once again examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Pastor Dan and myself, thank you for listening, for your calls, for your emails, and always for your generous love offerings in support of the radio broadcast. 
You may also visit us at our website, streamsaz.org, or email us at streamsaz.org with questions and topics to be discussed on future shows. Much love in Jesus to each and every one of you, and may the peace of the Lord Jesus be with you all till we meet again. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?